Rising Above with Becky Davidson. I think that's one of the things that God reminds me of constantly through our son, what his value of us is based on. His value of us is not based on what we can give back to him, what we can give to our family, what we can give to the world around us. His value to him is based on what he created us to be, and that is to be in relationship with him. Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson. Hey friends, I am so glad that you are joining me for this week's episode. You know, we are super busy here at Rising Above as we are making plans for this year's By the Brook Weekend for moms of kids with special needs. And we want you to be there. Now you can join us at one of our amazing host sites all around the country, or you know you may want to get together with a group of friends to create your own By the Brook experience. It also may work best for you to join our online community and watch from the comfort of your own home. However you decide to join us, I know you will be so thankful that you did. Now, tickets for the weekend are just $10, or for $20, you can purchase a lifetime access. And to purchase tickets or to find out more information, just visit our website at risingaboveministries.org. And we'll also be sure to include a link in the show notes. So be sure to check it out and learn more about this year's By the Brook weekend. My guests this week are Michael and Christy Pritchard. And Michael and Christy live in Memphis, Tennessee with their two sons, Zachary and Daniel. They both have served in professional ministry for several years, serving students from fourth grade all the way up to college age. Michael is presently pursuing a longtime dream of writing while Christy stays busy with all things Team Pritchard. They also love teaching, podcasting, and sharing their story of God's faithfulness to their unique, never boring family. We had such a great conversation. I loved getting to meet them and spend some time with them. And I know that you will enjoy this conversation we had as well. So here's the conversation that I had with Michael and Christy Pritchard. Hey, Michael and Christy, thank you so much for being here. I am honored to have you on the show, and I cannot wait to know more about you. So thanks for being here. Becky, thank you so much for having us. We're excited. Well, I know your story has been quite a journey, and you came into the disability space through adoption. So tell us a little bit about your adoption story and uh, about your journey here into the disability world. Now, Becky, I will tell you, we were not planning on getting into the disability uh, world because when we were going through the adoption process, in fact, we were filling out all the paperwork and, you know, it it asks, hey, what kind of child are you open to? Mm -hmm. You know, an older child, younger child, what race of child, any and all of that. And we said we're pretty much open to any child that they could find, you know, from zero to two. Uh, But there was one area that we were not open to. Two, and that was a child with special needs. Uh, okay. Because neither one of us had had experience with special uh-huh. needs. We didn't think we were prepared for it, that we could handle it, that we could provide the needs for whatever that child had. And so we said no all the way down that section of the paperwork. I think and God said, uh-huh. I have a different story for you. Yeah. I think that we both thought God calls specific people to be special needs parents. And we are not called to that. 
And that so is so funny. When it came time to, you know, bring our child home, uh, that that day we were supposed to go pick up Zachary and we were prepared. Our home was calm and quiet. And Zachary, let me put this in. Zachary was two years old at the time. We had just gotten, it all happened really t- quick. Like everything kind of went down really fast, kind of dramatic and all of that. But Zachary was our two-year-old um, at the time that we knew only very little about. Um, we knew that he was two years old. We knew that he had an African-American mom and a Nicaraguan dad. And that's about what we knew yes. about Zachary. <laughs> so we were prepared to go and yeah. pick him up and meet him. And that morning, the adoption agency called us and said, hey, birth mom, uh, your child's birth mom, just let us know that he has a younger brother. Uh, would y'all be available to adopt him as well? And we need to know in about an hour. And, oh and so we were word. like, yeah, let us get back to you on that. Cause it's not often you make a life altering decision in one hour. Oh my uh, and so we really, Christy and I wrestled with that, that decision uh, and went back and forth. And I'll tell you, we took an hour and a half. We did not meet <laughs> we their pushed time the limit. limits, <laughs> uh, but we finally came down to the fact we talked about all the ways that God had provided for us in the past And we said, Lord, we believe you are placing this child on our doorstep. So we will we will welcome him into our family, believing that you will provide for whatever he needs, Uh, because we had not planned financially for a second child at this point. We our home wasn't ready for a second child, any of those things. Uh, and I'll tell you, Becky, never in our wildest dreams did we expect the level of of needs that Daniel would would need wow. um, coming up in his life at that point when we made that decision. So we prayed what we thought was a really big prayer, and it turned out to be mm. much bigger than either one of us yeah. could imagine because Daniel is very high on the autism spectrum. And so like most kids with autism, when Daniel came home at six months, he was not displaying anything that we recognize. Mm -hmm. Now, looking back on it, we now realize, okay, he was displaying. But since Mm -hmm. we had never been parents before, we did not have kids prior to our sons coming home. We didn't know what we were looking at. So it wasn't until probably um, two years. Well, no, probably at about a year, we started asking some questions because he wasn't, um, he wasn't having the verbal communication that other babies around Mm -hmm. him were having. He wasn't walking yet. He wasn't just things that started making us ask questions Mm -hmm. at that point. So our introduction into the special needs world was, um, we didn't know we were doing it. (laughs) Right. And, and, and kind of we're like, God, this is not what we feel called to do. Right. So it's, you know, it was even more so. Yeah. And I would just like to state that now that we're 10, 11 years into it, you know, all those feelings of that we weren't prepared and that we really couldn't handle it and that mm-hmm. we didn't know what we were doing. That was all true. That was all true. <laughs> we really didn't know what we were doing. And it has definitely been a learning process uh, along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, none of us do. You know, I had no clue what I was doing either. And yet God 
shows up and shows us what we, you know, how to, how to navigate this life for each of our stories. So, uh, you know, so I know you said they're like 10 and 11 now. Is that correct? Is that their ages now? They're 11 and 12 10 and 11. now. Yes. Mm-hmm. 11 and 12. And so how, how does this impact your family now? What, what is their day to day like, you know, especially with, um, Daniel, what is his day to day like? Well, for Daniel, you know, so some of the struggles that he has, you know, he did not even, he was not able to even talk until he was six years old. Uh, And there is a lot Mm -hmm. of agitation, you know, communication is limited. We have digestive issues that we struggle with, transitional issues, you know, of going from one environment to another, behavioral issues. So we have the whole gamut of what that looks like. Sensory issues, cognitive delays, fine motor skill delays, um, all the things, all the things that we do um, on a day-to-day basis. He is in a contained um, SPED classroom. We are so Mm -hmm. thankful for our teaching team that he has at the school and they have been such a gift and such great partners. We um, refer to any of our therapists that come into our world, any of our teachers, any of our leaders at church, any of that, I refer to them as team Daniel. And I, you know, when they step into our world, I'm like, welcome to team Daniel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're glad to have you. And, And in fact, a part of our daily journey right now is to have a behavioral therapist come into our home three hours mm-hmm. a day, five days a week uh, after school. So wow. that is an area of growth that we're trying to move past some things uh, with him. So part of our daily world right now is having someone not in our family mm-hmm. come into our home every day of the week. And mm-hmm. that's been an adjustment, you know, not only for us, but for our other son as well, you know, trying to do school, but there's somebody else you know, and, you know, in the house while he's trying to do homework and, you know, Mm -hmm. all those different types of things. It can be a challenge sometimes. Because middle school is the absolute best time to have somebody new walk into your world. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Yeah. The most natural thing as a 12 year old boy (laughs) to have a 27 year old girl come in your house 15 Uh hours a week. Yeah. Yes. But and I think people don't realize that it's challenging. You know, we want to have you know, and I we I do the same thing. It's Team JA. You know, the people who come there they, because they become part of your family. They do, and uh, you know, I love how you know it's that attitude that we as parents, you know, we're going we're going to set the tone for how that's going to go too. You know, mm-hmm. it's how when you bring those people in, and so um, when you when you look at this journey, though, okay, you know, you kind of were like, God, we don't feel called to do this. God had a different story for you. Uh, when you look at this, what's been most surprising to you? What have you looked at? And you, I mean, other than the fact that you you are parents raising, you know, raising a child with special needs, but what else has been most surprising to you about this journey? For me, it's the discovery of this whole community that is out there that honestly, I just did not know existed. And I, I'm not yeah. going to sit here and tell you, and I've done a great job connecting with that whole community. Um, I got to be honest with you, and I think I can speak for both of us, the first several, several years, and we still go through seasons of this. I think you'll get this when I say this. It was just survival mode. It was, mm, we totally. we were not yeah. parents, and then we were parents of two 
children, one of which was already walking and talking. And so mm-hmm. we just had to go into survival mode at that point. And then when Daniel's special needs started manifesting, that brought a whole new level of the survival mode. And so... Mm-hmm. And- yeah, when you have a child that can't talk but is an expert at screaming, you know, that really <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. wears mm-hmm. on you just a little bit, yeah. you know, over the days. Yeah, but <laughs> so... But when you can kind of separate from that survival mode and look into the rest of the world and and realize there really is this whole, honestly, amazing slash heartbreaking slash exciting slash challenging community um, that is out there doing the same thing, you know, and just mm-hmm. um, that was a huge surprise to me because I just didn't know that that existed and mm-hmm. and just also um, surprising, you ask about how does this impact your family? What areas does this impact? Realizing that there really is not any area that it doesn't impact. That when you raise, yeah, totally, when you are raising special needs children, that that is your world. They are not separated parts of that mm-hmm. world because they are your family. They are your children, yeah. and right. so you're gonna. They're not your child. Um, they're not your special needs child. They're your child who has special needs. Absolutely. Yeah, and it impacts mm-hmm. your career. It impacts your family life. It impacts your faith. It impacts your church attendance. It impacts your mm-hmm. ability to just go and hang out with friends and have a social life. Uh, it even impacts being able to have hobbies and being able to mm-hmm. do things that you enjoy. Um, like there is really no area of our life that has not been mm-hmm. impacted in some manner uh, yeah. through this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you you know you kind of get to that crossroads of how you're you're going to handle that. Are we going to let that take us down? Or are we going to rise above those things and allow God <laughs> and you know, know, to come in? on the day, Becky, but some days we, <laughs> totally. have, we have risen above and other days we have yep. fallen all the way down. Yeah. Yes. Yes. My, my late husband and I used to joke, we called it going to the dark side and we would have the dark side rule. And the dark side rule was, you know, you're going to have those days that you're, you're in the pit, you're having a hard time, but we couldn't both go there at the same time. One of us had to stay on the other side to help pull the other one out because you, you can't both be there at the same time. Isn't that so true? And we are so, we talk about this often that we are so thankful that very, very rarely does God ever allow for both of us, to, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there are times where we feel like both of us are going and one of us has to be super intentional and go, okay, I'm going to be the one yep. now that mm-hmm. I'm going to yep. make myself stay stable enough for this. But, but yeah. yes. normally, through the Lord's grace, it usually is just one of us and the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I am, I'm honest in saying that it's, and I'm thankful <laughs> to say that it's not one of us more going to the dark side more often. Like the God kind of evens right. that out. Kind of. Yes. Um, that whatever. Was, I'm a yeah, rock. That was our Every story. Day, Every I'm day. He's the rock. <laughs> Every day. He's, he never. is the. <laughs> it's always me. Yeah. yeah. It's, so if I, if I did a podcast alone with you, Christy, would that be the same thing you would say? No. <laughs> yeah. 
No. Yes, because uh, he listens. Because <laughs> so, <laughs> he listens. True, 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 true. Well, I know this journey has not been easy. It's not what you were expecting. It's, you know, you, then, you know, on the, the day of adoption, you know, the day you're going to meet the, your first son, you find out, okay, wait a minute, there's another child involved here. So you've had so many you know, twists and turns to your stories. And what would you say has kind of been one of the biggest challenges that you've faced so far? You still got more, more, more uh, years ahead, but so far in your journey, what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have faced? Um, I think for me, and this actually, this was a, a good soul searching question for me because mm. it's really easy to answer the um, kind of surface questions of, you know, the fact that he still isn't um, fully verbally communicating, like we're still struggling with that. That's a that's an easy mm-hmm. answer to say that's the biggest challenge or um, the aggression that we sometimes face from him. And he's just growing every yeah. day. He's like a linebacker build. <laughs> and that would be an easy mm, answer for me. Right. But, but when I looked a little deeper, one of the biggest challenges, again, I think I can speak for both of us, we are pretty goal-oriented people. And mm-hmm. um, coming into marriage, coming into parenting, um, and I don't say this in a boastful way. It's just the way God created both of our personalities. It's kind of like, okay, here's our goal. What do we need to do to meet that goal? Okay, who do mm-hmm. we need to bring into the team to meet that goal? Right. Okay, there's the goal. Let's meet it. And that's kind of both of our personalities. When you walk into the world of special needs, you might see that goal, but you might not have a clue as to how to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. Or you might right. think you have a clue, but you're totally off base on that. And what you think mm-hmm. should take one month to accomplish might actually take seven years to accomplish in that goal. And right. so for right. me, the biggest challenge has been just like, I I don't know how to help my son. And mm-hmm. that is discouraging and, and yeah. sad and angering and all of those things. And so realizing how to work through that and realizing how to mm-hmm. um, allow God to be the one who mm-hmm. is who is directing all this and maneuvering all this and coming to the point of realizing it really is about God's glory. It really is about His namesake mm. and reminding myself that God loves Him more than even I do. And so mm-hmm. He can bring glory to Himself through our journey, even when all my goals don't get met. Yeah. And how do you remind yourself of that on those hard days, you know, on those days that, that, that you're struggling, what do you do to, to remind yourself of the, of the truth of what you just said? I look back, I look backwards mm. and yeah, just see what, remind myself of all he's done up to this point. And yeah. although I might, we might not have met every goal or any of the goals mm-hmm. <laughs> that we might have set out. Um, God has provided for our needs every mm-hmm. step of the way. I mean, if we're really realistic, now He might not have given us everything we wanted. It might not right. look like I want it to look or how I think it needs to look. But when it really gets down to brass tacks, God has met mm-hmm. every single need. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. where I think one of my greatest struggles as His dad is that I had to allow myself to grieve the loss of what I perceived Mm -hmm. his future to be. And, you know, because 
as as a dad, I thought through all of these things that we were going to do together. Um, you know, yes. probably within the first three minutes of meeting him, right? Uh, and then over the course of multiple years, just realizing, hey, we're not going to get to do that. We're not going to get to do that. We're not going to get to do that. Mm-hmm. And just that, how that just pressed upon my spirit for such a long time. And so yeah. allowing myself to grieve that and say, mm-hmm. and tell myself it was okay that I was sad uh, and mm-hmm. that it hurt. Uh, and that, and that was the only way then I could come out to the other side and be like, okay, he has mm-hmm. his own future, whatever that is going yeah. to be. And we're still not sure what that future is mm-hmm. going to be. Yeah. But yeah. allowing myself to go into that pit and just sit with the Lord and, and honestly wallow with him, you know, for a while right. of just going, God, why would you allow this to happen? This is not mm-hmm. good. This is not right. Mm-hmm. And and allowing the Lord to sustain me during that time. Yeah. Um, that is, that allows me now to be able to move toward a new future uh, with mm. Daniel on whatever that will become. And so I've just got good. to say right so here. good. Yeah. And I've just got to say right here, I'm married to like a rock star dad to our sons. Mm. Um, I, so sweet. I, I never cease to be amazed at how God, mm-hmm. going back to, hey, we're not called to be special needs parents, all that. I never cease to be amazed at how God has tailor-made um, mm-hmm. Michael to be Zachary and Daniel's father. And um, and I love watching it. You know, I'm I'm just mm-hmm. my proudest of him when I watch him yeah. be their dad. So sweet. I think Love a that. one. Thank you. Uh, but the, <laughs> how much did you pay him for that? That's you know how much did you pay her for that? That's you know. You, you know, Becky. At the very beginning, we told you that we made this decision of going. Okay, God, you placed this child on our doorstep. We're going to trust and believe that you're going to provide for him. And mm-hmm. and so in the those coming years, as every new need came, you know. Uh, when we had to do speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy, a special learning group. You know, at one point, all of those therapies together were more than our mortgage on a monthly ma- basis. And right. then we had to right. do double eye right. surgery. We had to do an MRI. You know, we had to do all these things and new things always kept coming. And they still do. And they still do. <laughs> uh, but mm-hmm. every yeah. time, yeah. every time. At work, I'd get a bonus, or at work, I'd get a raise, mm. uh, or something would come through. And every time we were able to provide for what Daniel needed. And the phrase that we began to mm-hmm. just say was, every time Daniel has needed more, God has provided more. And that brought us to a critical okay. juncture about two years ago uh, where just the stress of everything we in our family we deal with severe trauma and the effects of uh, and and the effects of severe autism and the stress and all of that just became too much. Where um, Christy needed more help at home, you know, all of that, and so we made the decision for me to quit my job, to quit my career, wow. and to come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fascinating thing was, was at that moment, 10 years later, 
we had more money in the bank at that point after all of those struggles with Daniel and all those expenses. Somehow we had more money in the bank 10 years later than when we started. And so now we're two years into this new journey where, you know what, I'm not working at a job right now. uh, And I haven't for two years. But I will tell you, again, every time Daniel has needed more, God has continued to provide. And we are able to still provide for our children, give them what they need, and be there for them. Like, I've been more involved with my family in the last two years, you know, right. uh, being there every day. And yes. we've been able to do that. And the Lord mm-hmm. has provided everything that we need up to this point. Now, is it stressful sometimes? Do we maybe have a little bit less money than, than we did beforehand? Mm-hmm. Have we had to make mm-hmm. adjustments? Yes. But our children yeah. have still received everything they need. And you know what? It's not because of me. Like, as the man, right? As the dad, I'm supposed to be the right, provider. Right. But I've learned right. that, yes, I do provide for my children, but I am not the provider. The Lord mm-hmm. is the provider. And yeah. he continues to bring us new opportunities to continue to serve him because I'm a minister. And so to serve him and his kingdom while still providing for my family. And the mm-hmm. Lord has been faithful from day one until now. It's been a hard journey, a very hard journey. Yeah. Yeah. But God has honored his word. Every step of the way, he has yeah. been faithful. And we have no other person to point to than to him to say how we've made it this 10 to 12 years. Mm. It is because of yeah. him and him alone. So beautiful. And what a testimony of his faithfulness, you know, in, in your story and, and you know, your willingness to step out and do uh, which you step into something you really didn't have a clue what you were stepping into, and yet God's showing up for you time and time again. And I love that when I hear stories like that of just the reminders of that that He's always there. He is the source of every need that we have, and I think you've seen that in your story. And you know, so often when people see our families out and about in the community, um, they may see the behaviors, they may see the outbursts. Um, but they don't get to see the, our kids' true hearts. And so when when you think about your son, what is it about him that you cherish the most that maybe nobody else sees? What is it about him that you're just like, oh, that's my boy, <laughs> that maybe no one else will ever see? Mm. Well, one of the characteristics of autism that the world kind of knows about is that quote unquote, they live in their own little world and that Mm -hmm. they don't have a desire necessarily to interact with the world around them. And I think that the outside world would look at Daniel and think that was the truth. But we laugh and say that the truth is we actually have the most social autistic kid (laughs) that Mm -hmm. God has ever created. He loves people. He loves people and receives such joy from being around people. But a lot of people don't get to see that because of his limitations in communication, 
um, which lead to his limitations in being able to interact with people around him or knowing how to do that. How he expresses right. his excitement to see people is sometimes a little bit inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah. but the fact of the matter is he has a heart for people. He so cares. Mm. He's he wants to help. Like he's he I'm telling you. Now, I love my older child and he's a he's a rock star too and he's amazing. Um, but my youngest loves to help around the house so much more than his mm. older brother does. <laughs> Daniel yeah. loves to do chores. He loves to vacuum. He loves to sweep. He loves to help me clean dishes, all the things. And I'm like, bring it. Come on. <laughs> so he, awesome. lo- he loves to help. He loves to be a servant. And I wish there are so many moments that I wish I could just capture and show the rest mm-hmm. of the world and say, yeah, here's Daniel. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Daniel's world. Yeah. And his laugh yeah. is infectious. You know, mm. he he can be so filled with joy and he loves to play and, you know, and and, and he plays in his own way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But to hear him laugh and to be filled with that joy, uh, I wish more people could see yeah. that on a regular mm-hmm. basis because it's there yeah. and it's a part of who it's he there. is. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I, I, I love it when... Uh, you know, just when when people do see that in our kids, though, and they are drawn to that. And so now you've gotten a chance to share that on the podcast about the amazing things <laughs> well, about Daniel. I've got to tell you the story that happened the last summer. His teacher, who we have been with now for three years, four years, I guess now, um, and she was getting married. And so I got invited to her bridal shower this past summer. And um, I was the only guest, I don't know how this worked out, but I was the only guest that wasn't a family member or a fellow educator. Oh, wow. Um, again, just a gift from the, that, that really mm-hmm. was just a gift from the Lord. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I am with these people and I had, we had been together at this shower for a good hour at this point when, when all of a sudden it came out that I was Daniel's mother. And you would have thought, Becky, that I was the homecoming queen at that point. Oh, wow. They were all like, you're Daniel's mom? Like the other teachers were like, you're Daniel's mother? The bride-to-be's mother was like, you're Daniel's mother? I was like, how do you know about Daniel? And it turns out that they have gotten to see that. Her family has heard about him um, mm-hmm. The fellow educators had been around him because his speech therapist was there, his occupational therapist was there, um, and they had all gotten to see that part of him. and And yeah. I just felt like that was a gift from what a the gift. Lord to me yeah. as a mom to realize there mm. are people that are getting to see that part. Because yeah. I'm telling you, they were like, like when I left the shower, I'm like congratulating the bride, but they were all like, "Give a hug to Daniel for us." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> That is the sweetest thing. Yes. I love that so much. My mommy so, heart was so full. sweet. <laughs> of course. Yes. Anytime people see our kids and love our kids and that just, yes, the mom heart overflows with that. So now I know you guys did a podcast for a while. It's still there because I listened to some of your episodes here this week. I think you're taking a break from it right now. You're not doing it right now. But tell us about the podcast that you have because the episodes are still there and it could be such an encouragement for other special needs parents to hear part of your journey there. So tell us about your podcast and kind of the heart behind why you did that. And if it was therapy for you, you know, all those things, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so we started that podcast a little bit after I stepped away from my job, and and I do think it was a little bit just therapy for ourselves, <laughs> right? Uh, but we both right. just have a heart for encouraging other people and helping you know other people, and and we've just we've walked this journey, and so we have experienced the the loneliness, the isolation, mm-hmm. the uncertainty of what to do, the hardness of marriage, the trying to stay connected to your spouse, stay connected to the Lord. We've struggled Mm -hmm. through all of those things. And at heart, we're both teachers. And so we, you know, we just started that podcast to encourage and equip other parents who might be going through a similar type of journey as we Mm -hmm. have. Uh, And, you know, one thing we talk about is moving from fragile to hopeful, right? Because there are so many times that you get to the end of the day and you're like, how in the world do we do this again tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel I'm at the end of my rope Mm -hmm. right now. How do we even get uh, to being prepared to do this again tomorrow? And not just survive, but to thrive and to Mm -hmm. uh, and to. Be what your children need. And so a lot of things that we talk about on that podcast are just um, practical steps that we learned on how to stay connected to each other or how to lead our children, how to adjust our own parenting strategies mm-hmm. and realize that how we were parented, we had to throw that out the window <laughs> right. uh, for both of our children. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we just, we look to share some authentic stories because we've got stories for days right? Um, and, you know, and, and be honest about our experiences and then just share some of the things that we learned along the way. Mm-hmm. And it's called Diapers to Diplomas. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll, we will be sure to add a link in the show notes so people can go and check that out um, to learn even more about your story. Uh, so, you know, your kids, your sons are getting older now. They're growing up. And when you, you know, it's a lot of times we uh, look to the future. And sometimes that is scary when we think about, you know, what's coming up down the road. As we get older, you know, unfortunately, we grow and get older as our kids grow and get older. So, you know, but when you look at the future, what are, what are some of your hopes and dreams uh, for your son? I just want our son to be able to interact with this world that he really does love, that he really is Mm -hmm. so curious about. I want our son to be able to interact and love on other people around him because I know he has that desire in, Mm -hmm. um, in his spirit to do so. I want people to look at our son and interact with our son and know God's faithfulness. Mm. And see the value of each person, no matter how different we are from one another. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's one of the things that God reminds me of constantly through our son is what his value of us is based on. Mm -hmm. It's not on his value of us is not based on what we can give back to him, what we can give to our family, what we can give to the world around us. His value to him is based on solely on what he created us to be, and that is to be in relationship with him. That is where our value comes from. And I look at my son and know that God values him. And I I want the rest of the world to see that through him. 
Michael, as his dad, what about you? Well, I I realized this the other night when I was praying over him at the end of a harder day, uh, that I desire for him to be known for his peace and his joy. Uh, And that when people think of Daniel Pritchard, they immediately think of peace and joy. And so on a nightly basis, I've started praying two scriptures over him. The first one is 2 Thessalonians 3.16 that says, May the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. And then in Isaiah 35.10, Everlasting joy shall be upon your head. You shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. And so I've begun praying both of those verses over him, asking the Lord to move in his life in such a way that he will exhibit peace and joy, and people will know that it has come because of how the Lord has moved in his life and how he was provided for him. Um, so that is my hope for him. It has greatly changed, right? All I hope is that yeah. he will uh, yeah. he will show great peace and great joy throughout his life. So amazing. Well, I know you guys have faced challenges over this journey, things not as you expected, but what are some ways that you rise above your circumstances and find joy in your story? <laughs> so I'm going to, can I answer that one first? Sure. All right. It is staying connected to my wife, staying emotionally mm. and spiritually connected to her on a daily basis. Because you know what we can't do? You know, yeah. we talk about dating weekly and getting away quarterly, you know, and all of those types of things. Well, mm-hmm. we can't really Doesn't do that. Doesn't happen in our world. Yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> right. so we've just learned how to make sure we stay connected on a regular basis. And we've learned how to fight well and, you know, and not mm-hmm. take cheap shots, right? But to be honest, but but kind. And we've learned how to start each day together, talking mm-hmm. every day, praying together uh, before we start each and every day. And uh, that has been one of the greatest things uh, that uh, we've been able to do that keeps has kept us together in the face of such stress mm. and hardness over the years. Yeah. So good. What about you, Christy? I could have so many levels of answers <laughs> for this question. <laughs> but but one of the ones recently that um that I've just come to realize, Michael mentioned that he is a minister. Um I came into our marriage and into parenthood also in full-time ministry and so at our heart that is that is who God made us to be, and had came to this realization a while back that um, my ministry, my ministry when I became a mom, my ministry because of our son's needs needed to shift to them being my number one mm-hmm. ministry, mm-hmm. but also over over the past couple of years, realizing that. This is a ministry for our family to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. That our deepest desire is for the world around us to look at our family and realize how big our God is. Yeah. And there really is joy that can come out of that. Sometimes I have to intentionally look for it a whole yeah. bunch. But, and I'm not trying to be hyper spiritual when I say this, 
But as ministers, we had kind of this vision, each of us, of what our ministry was supposed to look at. Mm-hmm. When I will say this, when Michael left his ministry position two years ago, he was kind of at the height of his ministry mm-hmm. journey or what the world would call his height. Right. But realizing our ministry that we are doing now is mm-hmm. just as important or even more important because yeah. our family is a picture of God's grace. Mm-hmm. Our family can be a picture of what God's joy really even in these really hard, challenging, difficult times, what the joy of the Lord can look like. And so when I sit down and can be reminded of that, of the Lord, there really is such great joy in realizing we might not be in our professional ministry positions right now, Mm -hmm. but God is using our family um, to show the world who He is. Beautiful. And there's just joy that comes out of that. Well, Michael and Christy, My goodness, it has been a joy to get to spend this time with you and get to hear a little, just a glimpse of your story. And so I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here. And I can't wait to share this episode with our listeners. So thank you both so much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember, joy can be found in every story.